0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. All about Hurricane Idalia and it made landfall earlier this morning as a powerful Category 3 storm uh, in Keaton Beach, located along Florida's Gulf Co- Coast near Tallahassee. After rapid intensification over the past couple of days, the path made its way through the warm waters from the Gulf of Mexico. We are on the other side of it, making its way towards Florida, and it briefly Registered at a Category 4 storm before downgrading quickly before It made landfall, thankfully, there. The max sustained winds were 125 miles per hour. The storm was downgraded to category one hurricane strength after about two and a half hours after it made landfall, now down to about 90 miles per hour. But it's still affecting parts of the U.S. along the coastline, Georgia, and the Carolinas as well. And so, this is a storm that, thankfully, could have been a whole lot worse. Um, It hit in a place where that wasn't as populated, If you remember last year, Mm -hmm. around this time, we were talking about Hurricane Ian, also an I-name storm, um, but where it hit, it was definitely a stronger storm, too, is Category 4 strength, almost borderline 5 there, but um, it hit a more populated area, so you can really see where the hurricane hits, it matters, um, but they still have record storm surge in the area that it hit and flooding still ongoing.
1: Hopefully folks in Florida kind of are used to preparing for this kind of thing, right. and hopefully most of them got out of the way, you know, went to those, you know, safe safe places, and you know, again, I think Governor DeSantis was saying a few things about, you don't have to travel eight hours to get to a safe place. You can go to a secure zone mm-hmm. further inland, they, and there have several of them there, so hopefully everybody's all right. Haven't heard about anything as far as injuries at, right. at this point. Right,
2: so. that's good so, news. Yeah, we'll find out. You just feel for those people that were impacted by Ian last year, you yeah. know, were probably just terrified as this was mm-hmm. coming again on the same side of Florida, but luckily it sounds like It wasn't too terrible for those areas that were hit last
1: year. Some people were still in, I believe, temporary um, homes, manufactured homes uh, because of that, trying to recover. And they were told, get out of those because here comes Idalia. But we'll keep people updated on what's happening with the recovery there. Now it's a number two in our Daily Four. Uh, And President Biden wants to make sure more people on a salary who work more than 40 hours a week get overtime pay. Right now, no one who makes more than $35,568 a year Can get time and a half for working overtime if they're salaried. But under a Department of Labor proposal, that would go up to $55,000 a year. So about 3.6 million more Americans would qualify. Several businesses and industry groups are pushing back against this. They're saying the cost. Which you might imagine would pass along to consumers when uh, they're trying to get inflation under control. So customers will have to pay the price for this, they say. Uh, but now, as far as you know, the debate this moves into a regulatory process. It'll last several months long, and there's a 60-day public comment period. There could be court challenges, as you might imagine. So this is you know you can see both sides, but I think at the very least. If this were to happen, maybe more, you know, more employers would avoid abusing that salary status. You know, a lot of folks, maybe you'd have the authority if somebody was under salary to get them to work more hours. Um, It's not really good karma, but it does happen, and so maybe this would kind of keep them from doing that to folks without them getting compensation, because they'd have to pay that. Right. Nobody wants to lose the business either.
0: Yeah, maybe it's a way to get people back in the workforce, too. You know, we had the mass exodus um, from COVID, and people like working from home. Does this apply to work, some work-from-home jobs, too? Any job. Too? This is a standard Any across jobs? the board. Okay. So,
1: it just basically, if you are salaried, as opposed, as opposed to getting hourly pay, you you know, now, if you make 55000 or less, instead of, you know, it would, it would be... But again, it's got a little time to go through this whole process. Right. Incidentally, this plan would also say every three years you'd raise that threshold so as inflation okay. goes up more people would be qualified for the uh, overtime pay so i was
2: gonna what what's what's the thought process on the cutoff just
1: the, i think they were just kind of looking at some numbers that might jive well with people's sure. general opinions about sure. it but um that's fifty five thousand dollars It's a lot more you know bandwidth what almost twenty thousand dollars right that's you know so we'll see what happens but okay. and number three in our daily four
2: Well, some big names of late night television are coming together in a unique way to support the ongoing writer strike. So talk show hosts Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers, and John Oliver are joining forces for a new limited podcast that's titled Strike Force Five. So Spotify is saying the podcast will air ONCE PRIVATE CHATS BETWEEN THESE LATE NIGHT HOSTS WHO STARTED MEETING WEEKLY IN MAY AFTER THE WGA uh, STRIKE STARTED AND THE SERIES IS GOING TO HAVE AT LEAST 12 EPISODES. EACH HOST WILL SERVE AS A ROTATING MODERATOR DISCUSSING THE COMPLEXITIES BEHIND THE CONTINUING HOLLYWOOD STRIKE. So. The coolest thing about this is that the proceeds from the podcast are going to go to out of work staff from all the hosts' late night shows. So, the staffers who aren't getting any work right now are going to get paid from the proceeds of this uh, podcast. So, Strike Force 5 did launch today. It's available on all pod- mm-hmm. major podcast platforms.
1: Great cause. Yes. And you know, we, we know that they have vast writer staffs on those late night shows. And so, we assume that all these hosts are funny. Now, look at the see how funny they really are That's on their true. own. But I think we're going to have a pretty good time hearing that. I mean, yeah, you know,
2: they're fun Seth, guys. Seth
1: Myers, you know, mm-hmm. and from SNL, Jimmy Fallon, the same thing. They've got comedic backgrounds, right. Sidney Colbert, also. So we'll see how it all goes.
0: Well, you know, it's so complex. <laughs> like you mentioned, Like, I don't think we fully understand um, how deep some of these things go because um, there's a new movie out on Netflix. It's called You're Not Invited to My Bar Mitzvah or something. Oh, yeah, like yeah. That. And it stars Adam Sandler's daughter. Right. And she's like coming up into stardom here. And And she's, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen a few clips of her, and she's so cute and so funny, but, like, she's a blooming star, but she's not even able to post about the work that she's already done because of the strike. And so I feel for, like, that next generation of Hollywood, too, um, who's not able to, like, talk about what they're doing, because there's, like, you got to, like, stay hush-hush about it, apparently, with some of the rules. Maybe we'll find out on the podcast, but... I just feel like, yeah, that next generation even can't get into work because of what's going on now. So
1: I know last week you know, there was, a, I guess, a proposal put on the table mm-hmm. by, you know, the, the studio The studio is essentially saying, Here's what we can offer you. And it did have several of those things that uh, writers were asking for. So we'll see if there's some progress made on that. Right. um, And if they want to do a little tweaking. But I mean, we're getting toward the fall season where, you know, a lot of shows usually usually pop back up. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I
2: think it's 120 days or something Mm -hmm. into the the strike. So. It'll be interesting to hear them talk about it, to learn more about it, but yeah. I also just want to see these five together and a I think It's going to you know, all the big yeah, we'll names. Them. Right, <laughs> exactly. They
1: are for sure. Now, number four in our daily four.
2: Okay, this one's for your
0: mouth here. We've got <laughs> Everything Bagel Chips are transitioning, and they're partnering with Pringles now to give you a craving that you'll definitely want. We've got the Every... Everything Bagel Chip has sesame poppy seeds with a hint of cream cheese blended with a toasted garlic and onion. That's kind of that flavor that you'll get in the new Pringles. Um, the aficionados of bagels, like myself, can now enjoy <laughs> morning bagel in the crispy form anytime and anywhere. The new flavor will be available only for a limited times at select retailers nationwide. And you can visit Pringles.com to find the new flavor at a store near you. If you visit the website, you can find more more. more interesting flavors, including cheesesteak, oh, I don't wow. know how you feel what? about that one. We've got um, ketchup, we've got Minecraft suspicious stew crisps.
2: I don't what? even know <laughs> what that is.
1: No idea. <laughs> Fries and ketchup wouldn't be bad. I can, I can see that being kind of a winner. In a
2: chip know. form, yeah. In a yeah. chip form, sure. What do you think? I'm, I'm disappointed by these. We've been talking about it all day, <laughs> and I'm just now seeing the image. Mm-hmm. I pictured all the everything on the chip. On the bagel, oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. So, this is there. an artificial everything part so of the flavor. chip. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, what what what, oh, bagel, what bagel Would you prefer to see, as, a, as opposed to? No, everything? no,
2: every. I know, oh, oh, I, know I, I see. Know, I yeah. See, but I if, see. if, if it wasn't if,
1: everything, what do you think you'd like to see?
2: In chip form. Yeah. I don't know. I would probably go everything. I like a uh, blueberry bagel, but that's I don't know a, about a that's chip.
1: That's a good yeah, form. I a good chip. Onion so Asiago
2: cheese. Ooh, that's a good. Asiago
1: cheese. Hey, mm-hmm. listen. Yeah. <laughs> you know our bagels around here. They're delicious. I know.
0: I told you I'm a bagel aficionado. aficionado. I'm like ready right. for it. I'm bagels everything. Well,
1: and also gives Snap you the your flavor. Bagels. Gives you the flavor without the, having the whole thing cuz that's a lot of it's a lot of yeah. bread, yeah. It's a lot of carbs true. in there. So.
2: Sometimes I say, though, that like, the Everything Bagel is good, but why do we need, like, everything? You know, uh, some of those things uh, are sure. good, but that's a lot that we're putting on there. It's really everything. Seeds, you sesame, take one away, onion. and it, it changes the whole thing. That's true, it's the <laughs> whole complexity of everything together. It all
1: works together like a symphony. A
2: kitchen sink, yeah. A
1: delicious symphony of tastes. This has been a Rogue Media Network